0: Welcome to the Face for Radio podcast, getting real, too real, with radio's finest. <laughs> Welcome to the second episode of the Face for Radio podcast. My name is Chachi. I want to thank uh, the voice of that intro, Lara Fitzgerald, and her company Fitz's Scripts. Hit them up if you are in need of some sort of uh, copywriting for your business. In anything, she is quite the talent when it comes to copywriting. And I also want to thank my friend Eric Campbell for designing our new logo. Make sure you're following the Face for Radio podcast on Facebook, and Twitter. Just search out Face for Radio. And by this point with episode two, we are on all the major platforms. It took a while for us to roll it out. Joining me today is a man that uh, he he was a, a, a very big mentor in my life. Um, I originally was hired for a, a part-time gig on 100.5 Womp FM out of Bel Air, Ohio, Joining us on the pod right now is Mr. Johnny O. Welcome to the program, sir.
1: Well, thank you, chachi I appreciate that. I appreciate being number two.
0: Yes, of course. You are. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> you are the morning DJ. Uh, yes,
1: that, that I am the old guy on the radio still, <laughs> you know. But I, I try to adapt to the younger kid, you know, the younger audience. But now I'm playing classic hits, so it's the people that grew up listening to Womp FM back in the day. Now they're considered old, and we're old and tired, and you know we're we're doing our morning thing down there in Wheeling, which we've been doing for I've been on the air down there for almost thirty years. Yeah, so. let's
0: talk about that thirty years in Wheeling. uh But let's yeah. back let's back up. Like, why radio? How did you get into radio?
1: Okay. My dad was a radio guru back in the days and, uh, If any of the listeners know, back in the 60s, man, and I know you weren't thought of yet, I was just a little kid, but uh, radio disc jockeys traveled the country, man. It was like a six-month deal here, six months in here. You know, you went in, you did your gig, somebody heard you driving through the town. They didn't have Facebook. We didn't have internet. We didn't have nothing. So it was all general managers, programmers driving through town. They heard this guy on there and said, wow, I'd like to steal him and take him to another market. So that's what happened with radio guys. So that's what my dad did when I was a kid. We traveled all over the country. So what, what like, what,
0: yeah, well, like, what markets were you following your dad? Uh, to?
1: well, uh, when I was a kid, we were in Trenton, New Jersey. We were in Dover, Delaware. We were in, uh, you know, uh, Tuscaroras County in Dover, Ohio, Columbus, Cincinnati. So regionally, uh, you know, you were, you were, yeah, he was a regional junk. But then he went to California. And I finished school out there and that's when the radio bug kind of bit me out there. And you know, when, and we know now, but when you're 16 years old and you're cracking a mic at KIQQ in Los Angeles and it's the number two market in the country, you know, you don't know that.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I never, You think all the years that I've known you, I've never knew that that's how it, how it started in California.
1: Yes. And he was a teacher. He did, uh, he was working at KRLA in Los Angeles, well, in, in Pasadena, it was. It was okay. an oldie it was an AM oldie station, kind of like, you know, like a 3WS type deal in Pittsburgh, but an AM station. And uh, he was working there and he was teaching Columbia School of Broadcasting for jocks to become jocks back in. He used to pay, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. You pay a school, this tuition fee, you go there. They get you your first gig. It might be in, uh, you know, uh, some little... Bel Air, Ohio.
0: Yeah, or (laughs) Bel Air, Ohio,
1: you know. Somebody saying, we'll give you $3.35 an hour to start, Yeah, you know. And, uh, and he, you know, he taught school there. So I used to go in and sit with the classes with him while he was in there. And that's how I learned how to cue records up. And, but I've had the radio bug since I was one year old, one right. or two years old. I mean, I always, I never played football, never played sports. I sat in my room and listened to Mark Elliott's weekly top 30. And, you know, I listened to, uh, John Leader's Countdown America. And if you got jocks, listening, they know what all this old stuff is. And I thought, man, this is what I want to do. This is it, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so you, you cracked the mic when you're 16 in Pasadena?
1: No, it was in Los Angeles at KIQQ. Wow. And, uh, it was a, uh, just a weekend thing, you know, and yeah. I'd come in and I would, you know, sit in there with, you know, I went to the kid's mom who owns 60% of the radio station. He did a weekend show there. So I would go in and sit with him. Him and I became real good friends. And he never got into radio, never moved on or nothing. He was just playtime for him. Right. But his mom owned a station. So they'd let us on on the weekends and we did a kind of a, like a, you know, football stock about the weekends, kind of like what was going on there. There was a big show locally called MV3 that was filmed in Los Angeles with uh, KLOS and them stations there. And uh, one of the other stations, was one of the big jocks that was on there. He was the MC of the show. We got on to talk about new wave music because that's when the punk stuff was all getting in uh, dance and all that stuff was coming out it was the early 80s 1983 do you
0: do you do you remember the first like record or uh whatever you talked up first remember your first one
1: wow oh man the first record let me think what that would have been jeez and if anybody don't even
0: and if anybody would remember it would be you
1: i know (laughs) i know and you would think i would know that I, i it might have been uh an adam Ant record i think it was Wow, I think it was an Adam Ant record because "Stand and Deliver" was a big song out there in Los Angeles. See the LA sound; it was totally different than around here. Everything's regional, you know. Hits are regional, like B. Taylor and Donny Iris are big in Pittsburgh. You and know the what Clarks, I mean? Yeah, and the Clarks and the Jagger's and all those, and Joker yeah. Shecky and all those guys. So, but then when you go to Los Angeles, you have other people on the West Coast. That's you know that's big. It's regional hits there, right? Like all the young people in Los Angeles, it was really weird. Listen to KRLA, the oldies like uh, Barbara Lewis and all the, you know, the the Delphonics. And they listened to that stuff. They were like 15, 12 and 13, 14 years old. Either you were new wave or you were oldies. Yes. You know, there was was no
0: wave, no, no in between.
1: Yeah, and that's when Top 40 radio was big then. And uh like I said, we I we stayed out there, I graduated from San Monica High School in California. You know and this this really to-
0: this really defines like I never knew this about you, but now that I know that you like grew up, went to high school in California, like your personality and your like mantra on life makes right. way more sense.
1: Well, if you go If you want to hear the Johnny O copycat, or I copied him, it's big Ron O'Brien, man. I loved him on the air. I used to listen to him in Los Angeles, and he was such a great job personality style charisma you know he got on the air and it made you want to sit there and listen to everything he had to say because it was so interesting i just wanted to be like him and i didn't i mean i copied him a little bit but then i said you know what i've got my own style but i used to get on and just crack the mic like he would and he would make fun of the engineers he'd make fun of the microphones you know the microphone wasn't working one day and he was on on uh K I or what station out there? So he was uh, pulling K- back
0: he was pulling back the, the fourth wall. He was like yeah. showing what's happening, you yeah, know, this by is talking behind about behind the scenes, yeah. Right. Like
1: KISS FM in Los Angeles. You know, the studio at KISS FM, you would think Los Angeles radio, man, you'd ride right up in this huge elevator to this big gigantic studio with a picture window looking over Los Angeles like you see on TV. Uh-huh. No. It was a broom closet about the size of a bathroom, you know what I mean? With Uh duct tape holding a microphone together, you know? I mean, it was just crazy.
0: Yeah, and and this is in an age when radio stations are owned by, that one station is owned by one company.
1: Yes, and that's what happened. See, that's what, with radio, you could go get a job across the street because it was the next, the guy would pull you over there. That Mm -hmm. happened in Wheeling so many times. Mr. Bob in Wheeling started out at WZMM in Wheeling. He was hired there. Okay. The WAP people heard us talking about him. The owners come in and heard us talking about Mr. Bob, and he says, you know, this is a threat. If our people are talking about this guy, what do you think the audience out there is doing? So they went and they met with him and guess what? They hired him and brought him over to Womp FM.
0: (laughs) Wait. Okay. So let's, 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 uh, let's back up because we're, we're zooming a little too far ahead. Yeah. So, so you graduate from, from California and you're like, this is what I want to do. I got to get into radio. You know, you've you've already got some experience.
1: Yes. So I, uh, you know, left, I wanted, I wanted the small town though. I wanted some roots. I didn't have any roots. California is a really weird place. It's, uh, uh, you could live next door to somebody for five years and never know their name.
0: Right. And a lot of, a lot of transplants.
1: Yes. Everybody stays to themselves. They don't bother and they don't talk to you. They don't like here around here. People know everybody. The neighbors come out when you're cutting grass. They say, Hey, hi, hello. Mm -hmm. You know, out there in California, you're just kind of, you go into your house, you shut the doors and you're, you know, you're there. So I didn't want that. I said, you know what? I wanted some roots. So the only roots I had in this area was growing up as a child in Wheeling. Got it. So I thought, Hmm. Okay, what am I going to do? My mom and dad stayed in Los Angeles. I moved back myself. I was only 19 years old. Wow. And I moved My back goodness. to California, back to here. So when I got back here, I went to a town called Marietta, Ohio.
0: Yeah. And Marietta's, yeah, if, if, if I, I'm very familiar with Marietta. I worked in Parkersburg for a while, which is okay. right across the Ohio River.
1: I worked at W-E-Y-Q. Got it. Q-102. And now it's called the river, right? Okay. okay 102.1.
0: And this and, is when you're 19. Uh,
1: yes. 19 years old, fresh out of school, you know, and I didn't have any college or none, but man, I knew radio inside out, you know what I mean? Of from course. my dad and being with him and my dad always had a studio in the house where you could go in and play disc jockey and DJ and all that stuff. So I thought, hmm, okay, so where am I going to go? I went to wheeling, uh, they kind of blew me out. you know, you don't have no experience. You know what I mean? I went to Womp, Mr. Bob's, you know, heard me. He, he kind of laughed at me. He said, ah, come back when you grow up, kid. You
0: right, know? right.
1: So and that's where I always wanted to be, Womp FM.
0: You so always wanted went, to be at Womp. Because... I always wanted
1: to be at Womp. Always wanted <laughs> to be at Womp.
0: And why is and,
1: that? Uh, well, Womp's legendary, man. I mean, big names have left Womp FM. Booker Madison was at Womp FM who's in New York City, worked for Howard Stern. I mean, you've had John Klein from B-94 that worked at WOMP. John Stoner worked at WOMP. You know, I mean, there's so many of these big names that's left WOMP. And, dude, I don't care where you are in the country. You walk into any radio uh, convention you're going to, and you have the call letters on WOMP and people are going to say you work at Womp.
0: Man, that's great call letters. It they are one of the best call letters ever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even uh even um well, I I think is I think he goes by JD Green now. He's the uh afternoon Mongo, and guy. yeah. Mongo, that's what he was on Womp. He is the right, afternoon and was. the program director for uh the country station in Pittsburgh now uh, on yeah, on Big 104. Big 104, exactly. Right. Okay, so you really you wanted to work at this legendary Uh, these call letters.
1: Yeah. Heritage radio station that, you know, that I've even people in Los Angeles heard of Womp FM. There's a station in Las Vegas called KOMP. And, you know, I mean, it's the, just the opposite of Womp. It's comp. So, I mean, it's, it's legendary. So I went down to Marietta, did my stint down there. I left there. I came to Wheeling and worked at the hot rock and hit crank and flame throw and booty kicking 97. That was back in the cliche days of radio. Yeah. If you know
0: that you get on the air and
1: you're the incredible, edible, outrageous, contagious hunk of funk and all this stuff <laughs> on the radio.
0: This is what I always <laughs> loved about you is that, you know what I mean? Like you would be able to like, just grab onto those phrases and just run with it. And I'm like, and, that, and, and you know what I mean? You would always like right. poke fun at the guys that would carry like their balls in a wheelbarrow in front of them. Yeah. You well, know, we
1: called them pukers back in the day and, and I was a puker too. Right. That's what I'm
0: saying. I'm like, Johnny, you're a puker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd have the incredible, a lot of outrageous, contagious, hunk of funk it's Johnny yelling on the radio, you know, or something oh, like I that. People just, man, you'd walk into places and the girls would just freak out, man. You know, they go, Oh my God. You know, and guys would say, "Man, I want to be like you." Look at all these girls around him. All these guys got all these broads are walking around him. You know, that's why this jockey should never be married, man. Never, ever, ever be married.
0: So let's let's talk about the, you're you're 19. You're working at the radio station in Marietta, and you get you, you get your way up to Wheeling. Are you yes. are you mobile DJing at the time? And yeah, are, are I you started, just
1: that's that's yeah. when I started mobile DJing, and and it's really weird because I was just going by Johnny Wilson just johnny wilson i was johnny o or nothing
0: i was getting i was getting to that next question of like uh, where did johnny o come from
1: well i was dating a girl and she uh kept saying to me all the time she goes johnny o she goes she she goes you are oh on johnny o on the radio she goes that's what you should call yourself and i says johnny o i said i'm not irish you know when i think of johnny o or johnny o'brien or something like that you know i think I'm not Irish, and she goes, you would sound so cool calling yourself Johnny O on the radio, like that. And there was a big song out there called Radioactive by The Firm. It was 1985. And there was a big song. It was the guy from uh, Led Zeppelin and somebody, uh, they did a song called, uh, and Bad Company got together, and they created this group called The Firm. Okay. And they did a song called Keep That Radioactive. And it was a big thing for radio stations all used to keep that radioactive. Yes, and uh, so you know, she says you ought to call yourself Johnny O, and she would go Johnny O, oh, yes, and I said, oh, okay, whatever. You I mean, know, you're, and... you're turning
0: me on, you saying it, okay. let alone you know what okay. I mean, let alone well, you if just she hear says, a
1: blonde, it. yeah, uh, you know, eighteen year old girl saying you know a real sexy voice going hi, you know, Johnny O, and I had <laughs> her even cut drops for me at the radio station. So I walked into the box and I told him at uh, WK, I says, hey, I want to change my name to Johnny O, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll just let you do whatever you want here, you know? <laughs> and I says, no, I says, I, and he says, the only way you can change your name, if you call yourself the hot rock and hit crank and Johnny O
0: hmm.
1: and it stuck. Yeah. And I did, I became the hot rock and hit crank and Johnny O. Cause that's, we used to have, that was in 97 back in the days. And we used to have liners that made fun of a whomp.
0: Okay. And this and, is uh, this is whenever you would really go after the the guy across yeah, the street. this
1: is when we were going across the street, and uh, we had uh, Shotgun Kelly there. Boom, boom! Cannon was on the air. <laughs> Davey World, Win Crockett, and right. the Hot Rock and Johnny O. You know, I mean, it was just all these radio. You know, they wanted all this big image of radio people who we were, and we were these little nerdy guys. You know, sitting in the studio there, <laughs> like the guys you hear doing the. Uh, you yeah. know the. Sunday, 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 you know, and there's this little short guy about 4'11 in there cutting these spots, (laughs) you know, and he's got these big kahunas and he's doing all this big ballsy voice radio stuff.
0: So, so yeah, we up again. yeah, they come to the Wheeling Civic Center this Sunday. Yeah, We've got monster the trucks. Center, the monster trucks are coming. You know? it
1: but, was like wow. But yeah. really,
0: but really, you're talking. You know, this guy is is scrawny. He's if you pass yeah. him in the supermarket, you're like, look yeah. at this poor weasel. You know?
1: Yeah. And people always looked at me, they said, wow, you do not look the way you sound. <laughs> yeah. You know, they said, if some, and I've heard that more than ever, and I stole the line from the Smoking Bandit, and I said, well, I sound a lot taller on the radio.
0: You <laughs> I know? Get, like, you have a line for everything. You know what <laughs> I mean? If somebody was like, if somebody, like, let, you know, take the name of the podcast, that so you got a face for radio. You know That's what I right. mean? That's
1: what my mom always told me. I had <laughs> a perfect face for radio, so,
0: <laughs> you know? So you're you're going against Womp. You've got liners going yeah. against Womp. Yeah. while and you're one at- of
1: the best ones was. Yeah. And this was one of the ones I will remember this forever. And uh, and I hate to say it, it's a buddy of mine that worked at Womp named Dean Connors. And <laughs> Dean was on. He called himself the Dean of Rock and Roll. Man, that's what he was. Right. And uh, we had uh, Charlie Van Dyke was our voice guy. If you've ever heard Charlie Van Dyke, he's got great balls of the walls with vocals doing his liners. And Charlie come on and you hear him going, uh, you know, and what we did is we took this guy's real nerdy voice and set it up. And he goes, you're listening to the power station. And Charlie comes on and he goes out of the way, wimp for (laughs) womp. Right. Make make way for the hot rock and hit crank in 97. And then it (sighs) stops and you hear the guy going, no, 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 no. He says, Jack, beware.
0: The giant has arrived.
1: (laughs) It was just great radio, man. It was like, you know, you slap me, I'm going to slap you.
0: This is, these are the the days that you're talking about now where you could just call out the guy across the street and just make fun of him because, you know, now all those stations are all in the same building. So if you're making fun of somebody after the shift is over, you guys are walking out the doors right next to each other. Right, yeah so yeah it was just
1: that's the way it was back then I mean that's when we went up against the wall to these people and then Womp finally beat us I mean they did and the station got sold and then 97 became everyone in Wheeling 97 went to Light Rock and the Elton John and the best of glorious step on every Michael Bolton song you could sing uh, you know and they went to this (laughs) Light Rock stuff they took it all off because Womp just kind of kicked their ass and told them hey you know what we're the tower of power here you're not
0: okay so how did you end up from 97 over world. So
1: I left ninety-seven, and I went down the river to uh, stay back down to Marietta again. Okay, I was working in Marietta. Another back down to Q one hundred two down there. It had changed and got a bigger frequency then. It went from ninety four something to one hundred two point one, and they went from three thousand to twenty five thousand. You know all about frequency switches, so.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, of course. So if you're if you're bumping up that much power, you're just reaching more and more people. Yeah.
1: Right. And and it it boosts your resume too. Right. Yeah. So one hundred two point one man was a great signal. It carried far. I mean, right far. And uh, so I was down there, that would have been, and then I went to 3R yeah. you in know St. What? Mary.
0: You know what, if you're in Marietta and it's 25,000 watts, you could probably pick that up in the southern part of the Wheeling Market, right?
1: Oh, yeah, you could. You could. Oh, dude, it was at Woodfield and them areas over there, it was booming in over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I went down there and did a little stint down there, but you know what, If radio people get this thing, you know, that you get this big head start and, you know, you you think you know more than the program director and that's not a way to go in radio because then you end up getting fired, you know, so yeah. I yeah. got shit canned there once or if I'm allowed to say that, but I did, I got, uh, you know, canned there. You I can say whatever and, hey, you want, is, man. You can say okay. whatever you want. This is the way we should have done it, you know? And he said, well, you're not running the show. I am, you know what I mean? So it was like, okay, well it's time to go. So I left here and I went to three R up the river, dude. And it was the call letters was W R R R hey Not, I, I, you
0: know what doesn't have the same womp as one. no yeah.
1: dude yeah. and it was all real to reels okay okay so you were a jock assist it was kind of like one of the first automated systems that they had but it was all jock assist and i tried to do top 40 radio on this ac station you know right and they wanted that i had to drop johnny o and Johnny, I had to call myself
0: John Wilson. That's oh, they my. wanted me to call my. You were completely neutered,
1: dude. I was. It was like cut, sitting on the side of the road. You know, I just <laughs> sitting there bleeding to death. You've got the and, cone of
0: shame. You can't yes. even lick yourself. You're just no dude, John no, no. Wilson. You sound like, you sound like an accountant just, yeah, (laughs) it's (laughs) just, yeah, I get my taxes done by John Wilson and, and and here's the, here's the, you know, crazy juxtaposition is that you're coming from 97 in Wheeling and, and you're like, you're, you know, we're the cock of the walk and we're just throwing, we're playing rock and roll, we're playing all these hits. And then all of a sudden you're John Wilson. So how long did that last?
1: Dude, that was not even a year I was there. You know, I had a funny habit. I liked to eat. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, you know, what else could you do? You're this 20-some-year-old guy, you know. You don't, on your resume, you have bar gigs and radio stations, you know. I mean, it's like, and I was still doing very well. I mean, I, I like I said, I didn't, but I had the hunger for radio. I just took it. And then I was married at the time. I got married, and I had a child and i got divorced it wasn't about two years after that i got divorced and to make a long story short when i went into the divorce court the judge and my lawyer sitting here and he says what do you do for a living and i said <laughs> i'm a i'm a disc jockey and he says okay so what do you do i said why well, do bars four nights a week <laughs> and then i do a radio thing you know i says i do that in the mornings and then i do bar gigs at night time he says well either you get something." If you want visitation rights for your kid, he says, you're going to have to get something a little better than that. When I go into the court, I can't tell him you're going to be going to a bar on a Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. So, right,
0: right, right.
1: You know, so I went down and took a job at, uh, well, I did. I saw the radio 3R. I got tired of that. A buddy of mine opened up a station in New Martinsville, West Virginia called uh, Q104. Okay. And, and his name was Bill Hot. And Bill Hot sells cars at A uh, and B. You know him. I think you did oh. the remotes
0: down there. Oh, I used to do a ton of remotes at A and B. Yes, A
1: and B. And what Hott. was
0: the what, what was the 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 place that sold the like the uh, four wheelers and the dirt bikes? Oh, and... that, oh you mean uh, yeah, that was Extreme. Extreme, yeah, yeah. My goodness, I love. it. Yeah, that... you know what? That just a, a quick detour, if you don't mind. That was my no. first. That was my first live broadcast and at the you know now you plug in an ipad you record your break you send it back to the station and you know if you screw up you screw up what no big deal but whenever i was hired at womp i remember i i forget what the morning guy's name was but it was bob and sherry was the syndicated show and then the morning guy actually told this on uh, episode zero about how I, the, the first two jobs that I got in radio was because somebody went crazy and the morning guy, I don't remember what his name was, but he was the board op for Bob and Sherry. And then he would did the nine to noon shift. I was finishing up college and I got, I ended up getting that shift because he went crazy. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Okay. That was. That was
1: before I got back there, right? Because I was over yeah. back at K-97 again when you were there. This right? is
0: this is 2005. I think you were there. Oh, no, no, no.
1: I was at Cole then, yeah. Yeah, you that were at Cole. Uh, I'm trying to think what the guy's name was. There was a couple of people on it did the, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's Jeannie's son's name. And I think he's in radio in is Clarksburg. He's or still in radio? Huntington. Yes, he's still in radio. Wow,
0: I would have thought he would yeah. have jumped off the highest bridge he could find. I just he no, was just he was just like he just yeah, went. He
1: had a breakdown or something happened yeah. to him. I can right. remember Good that. Good for him.
0: Good for him. I'm glad yeah. he's still. So he
1: got back into it again and cleaned himself up and everything and got yeah. back into it. He's doing very well. He's at a rock station now. So in,
0: in Clarksburg too. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, I, my first live broadcast was at the Extreme, and you know the guys okay. that the guys that owned it. I think one of them was Junior, and then the other guy was Mike Burns. Yeah, right. And you would you'd go, "Hey, we're live at Extreme, and here's Mike Burns," and he'd run for fifty-five seconds, and then you would go, "We're live at Extreme on one hundred point five Womp FM," and you didn't have him? to do anything. Intro, no, outro. Him and-
1: Right. Him and Tim Queen was the guy that did it. Yes, yes.
0: So, little short guy. Exactly. So, so we're standing outside. We're um, somewhere in between Steubenville and like it was like North you were of,
1: Brilliant or Mingo Br- Junction. That's brilliant. You,
0: I, you know what? I think it was the biggest building in Brilliant, is what it, it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, between
1: Brilliant and Mingo Junction. We're standing
0: yeah. out there, and I forget who the afternoon guy was at the time, but he ended up getting fired in the in that, well, that had it been later that My- year. Before we, Michael St. James, mm, I don't think it was Michael St. James. Was it? Maybe I don't know because because we had just hired a night guy and he was the afternoon, but he kicks it off to me and he's like, "Chachi, what's going on out there?" in brilliant, and I go, "Hey, we're live at," and I I don't know where I am. <laughs> Oh, we've done that several times. And Tim Queen grabs the microphone from me, and he's like, we're at the extreme and brilliant. (laughs) Like, he just, you know what I mean? He's like, he paid, you know, how much for that broadcast? And I'm just like... I don't even know where I am. So wow. th- just to give, just to give like a a little bit of context. So, all right. So you're, you get hired by a guy that's selling at, uh, a and B
1: down in, yeah, down at, he's the, he's the owner of this radio station. He bought it with another guy. Okay. So he comes in there and uh, for me to get out of the bar scene, I got a full time gig going mornings on this station. He paid me good money. So I wouldn't have to be in the bars anymore. So what kind of, but, what wait. kind of,
0: uh, bits are you doing at this point in your life? What are you doing okay. on the air?
1: uh going morning drive morning drive Yep. it was a it was really weird because the station was top 40 but yet it played oldies in the morning you know these small market radio stations always did that you'd have somebody on there that came in in the morning and they would do a different show than what the station format was was yep so i had to go in there and play you know every. The monkeys and Neil Diamond and stuff like that, and then in the afternoon we come on, and this would have been probably 90, 90, 90, 91. Okay, and yeah, ninety one. So um, I did that for probably two years. He sold the station. And I left there. I was on a about a. I went back to the bar because you know bars never close. You know if you ever want to, stop, you can work in a bar, man. There's always people drinking. I don't care where you are. And and,
0: and like when the economy's good and when the economy's bad, it's, it's still there. The They're bars, there, yeah. the bars, and the wedding business.
1: Oh yeah, people oh, get that, married. Would, yeah.
0: people get married whether the economy's good or the economy's bad. It is. Uh, right. It is recession proof.
1: So when I got divorced from my first wife. I met my second wife at the lawyer's office. She was my divorce lawyer's secretary. You couldn't you couldn't make this stuff up, man. Yeah, I really can't. And I know
0: that you have such a such a a great biography. Whenever I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, there's two people that I want to interview right away. And it's Jimmy Roach and Johnny O. I just oh, wow, want... the
1: legendary Jimmy Roach, man. Gosh. Dude. I love him. So that's great what I mean. Guy.
0: Absolutely. It was it was a, an honor talking with him uh last week. So um if, if you missed that episode, it is actually episode one so okay because i knew that your biography you just had like the craziest stories I and mean, you can imagine yeah. from somebody in my perspective that just graduated college and, right. and i i didn't want to work for Womp. i wanted to work for the x or dve or somebody up in wow. pittsburgh so whenever my okay. my professor was like you know hey womp's looking for some part-time jocks i'm like oh, right man, i don't want to well, work. For Womp, Womp
1: is a good place to get your feet wet yes. you know what i mean you come yeah. in there you use the tools you become great. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I, my guy in Marietta, man, went on to become, he, his name is Scotty e. D. He's one of the biggest jocks in the country in Florida. I mean, he's working at the country station down near Scott Davis. Yeah. He worked for me at EYQ in Marietta. So that's what I mean. together there. You can
0: imagine that somebody like me that's like, oh, I'm going to be on the X. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. And I, and I meet you and you're right. just like, you're just like talking about like girls and you're talking about radio and you're talking about, and you're just like going a mile a minute. You know what I mean? I'm right. like, yeah. what <laughs> kind of cocaine is this guy and, on? I've like, never done any drugs in my I, life, but people get on there and say you yeah. have. I know. Like, that's what I was like. And once I found out that you were clean, I was like, what is this guy? You know? So like yeah. when, when I met you, I was like, okay, all right. And I, I still like, you know, when, I, when I was working at radio, I was like, you know, it would come up. I would say things that you would say all the time. Like, um, it's better to be a big fish in a small pond. That's and, right. And,
1: and that's the way I've always thought about it. You know, people ask me, why didn't you go to major market? Why didn't you go to dude? I was offered jobs in Kansas city. I was offered jobs in uh, Minneapolis, yeah. I, you know, and I send my tape out just for the just for the hell of it to see what you know. i would knocking on an the e- door
0: for an ego yeah. boost, yeah.
1: And you know, and uh, you know, Nikki Knight down at uh, the mix in uh, Myrtle Beach. Right. Oh, we'd love to have you down here, you know, and all yeah. this. And I said, no, no, you know what? Yeah, I'd rather be a big fish in a little pond. and and, 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 and it
0: goes back to what you were saying about how you wanted roots in your life. You didn't you, yeah. you, you followed your dad all around all these different markets. Right. you wanted right you wanted to stay put. and, and wheeling really is a, right. a, a fantastic market. Well,
1: yeah, you're 60 miles from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You're 50 miles from Parkersburg. You know, you're you know Columbus is two hour drive. That's a you know, quick I shot. Mean, mm-hmm. Cleveland's three hours. You're in a circle right here, man, and you can go anywhere you want and be in a you know major market in a couple hours.
0: But you can be the biggest guy in Wheeling if you right. just stay put. So right. I want to I want to know how how you landed at Womp. And I want to, okay. and I want to talk about the morning show because that's that's what I remember. Right. I remember Johnny okay. O as the morning guy on Womp.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, the stunt there went back. So that would have been ninety two when I got married to the divorced the lawyer secretary who was a stalker who saw me walk in. She goes, "I fell in love with the minute you walked through that door And the lawyer's office. I was coming in to get divorced." And to make a long story short, we were married though for eighteen years. So I mean, we had two beautiful daughters, but Johnny O, I mean, you know, it was just, you know, it used to be wine, women, and song, you know, and I mean, it was clubs and broads and girls and you know boobies yeah. and you know, all you know, all I'd have to do is point, and you know that the one, that's what it is, being a disc jockey, man. You can just point, and you, you know. It's just like a rock star. I mean, you're, you're not as that big a scale, but it's scale it down, and you are. I mean, you could walk into a bar. If you're playing in a bar or DJing in a bar or something like that, the girls see you more than they would if you were just standing there having a drink with your buddy.
0: Right, right.
1: So uh, with her, uh, so I was at uh, New Martinsville with her, and I went back to EYQ again, and Mary, this is the third time I was back. Third okay. time I've been back to Eyq because that new owners took over. You know, every time a new owner would come over, they'd call me up and say, "Hey, we're looking for a program director. You want to come down, do this and do that?" So I went to back down to Marietta. The station went into receivership, and oh no, I'm I, I'm missing a hold on. We're missing a Womp session here because I did get hired at Womp right after the fire.
0: Okay. I went up
1: and I saw Alan Pettit. Alan Pettit was a program director there at WOMP. Okay. And I did get hired. I went in, filled out all my paperwork. The fire happened.
0: And all your paperwork burned.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all my all my paperwork burned up. They went right into receivership after that while I was in Marietta. Okay. And they went into receivership and then that's when W R K Y bought WOMP.
0: Got it. Okay, so WRKY was out of Steubenville.
1: And that's when they simulcasted Rocky 1035, which was a top 40 Womp wannabe. Yep. On 100.5, which was the most asinine thing I'd ever heard. You got two 50,000 watt signals covering the same area, playing the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, you're not like uh, expanding it any any much more than. No. Yeah, it's it would be like two concentric circles except yes. there's just like a, a like a little sliver on the outside
1: right yeah that'd be like you and your wife driving two cars to the restaurant to eat dinner <laughs> instead of riding in one you know yeah so uh, yeah. I talked to Alan he says there's no openings here so I went back so I went down back down to Marietta the station went into receivership in Marietta too it went bankrupt that's when that's when the Clinton stuff started it was the mid 90s
0: okay got it
1: the Clinton stuff started, so I came. So I'm sitting at home one night watching television, and the telephone rang, and it was Alan Pettit. He says, "Guess what? We're we're separating the radio stations."
0: And you're like, "It's and about said, time."
1: Yes, I said, "Wow, what took you so long?" Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, this I got let let go in Marietta in January. This was the end of February. I was only on the boat. And, you know, the greatest thing of all is when you walk into an unemployment office as a disc jockey because they're trying to find you a job. Yeah. Radio jobs are never found at the unemployment office. I'll tell you that much right now.
0: No, no, they're not. And and from an outsider's perspective, and this is what I'm I'm up against right now, is we have so many skills but right. if you're, if you're looking to, if, as an outsider looking toward a, a jock or a program director or something, you're like, oh, okay, you tell fart jokes for a living. Like, you don't have any transferable skills. And you're like, no, I write. I'm uh, outgoing. I can, right. I, I can multitask like a mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You know, like, I can cue does... songs up, I can talk, I
1: can cue up carts, I can read copy, I can do this and do, I can do everything at once. And you know what else they don't understand is uh, you know, they, they try to find you a job and they say, what are you good at? I'm a good at talking and you know, I can go to the bathroom in a two minute song. You know, I mean, I can run to McDonald's if I play American Pie in Hotel California. I can make it there and back if the McDonald's is within three miles.
0: We Do you remember whenever, because we worked together, whenever Oh, I was yeah. doing mornings and you did cool and, yep. and I used to, and we didn't have voice tracking capabilities there. So those no, listening, no. those listening that don't understand voice tracking, voice tracking is basically just doing your show, you know, at four hours, but you only put in like an hour worth of work. And if right. you're really good, it could be four hours and you can only do like 20 minutes. You're just boom, That's you're it. in and out. Yeah. So you're just right. taping your show. So I, okay. I, I recorded like the weather, and like the intro and outro, and you used to play it off of the um, mini disc, the mini disc, or something like that. And I right. had enough time if there wasn't traffic or anything, I could get down to McDonald's. We had McDonald's Monday, and I'd get those steak, yeah. steak and cheese bagels. Bagels, there oh you my, go, my friend. You the, got it. The <laughs> grease, the grease that ran down your chin <laughs> on those things, man. You needed a have, bucket to mop up I all have. that grease. So many stained shirts with
1: oil drops <laughs> on them that never come out, you know? They would never, never, ever leave. What what and, we're
0: saying here is we have transferable skills.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. We are multitaskers. Don't let us... Ca- That's how I caught my first wife cheating on... Or second wife cheating on me by voice tracking. No. She I was voice tracked and I went home and caught her, yeah.
0: Oh, so my goodness. So she, she thought you, you were live. She had
1: the radio on <laughs> in my house with her new man. You know, so. Oh, my God. Oh, Uh, my
0: God. So So I want to talk. Yeah, so you get, so Alan calls you and he says. Alan
1: calls me in February. He says, we're going live. He says, I need a night jock. And I said, oh, night jock. I says, dude, I'm in, you know, that would have been 1995, so I'm 30. You know, night jocks are 20-year-old guys that talk to 12-year-old girls on the phone. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, but he says, man, you got it. I know you can do it. You know, he says, so I come in. Big songs then was I Believe by Blessed Union of Soul Uh and uh, Lightning Crash of Alive. And then that's when the bomb happened in Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay. And that was a big thing on the radio. So Alan came in, hired me for nights. WAP FM, man, I walked in there. And I, you know, walked in with, you know, my, my cache case ready to go. And he come up and he says, you know, we're, we're live and blah, blah, blah. So I went on the air at Womp and I started doing seven and midnight at the mighty 100.5.
0: And you're doing seven to midnight and you, you bring up the bombing. Now you've been on the air for a number of different, you know, big events. Yes. So I on 9-11. Yeah. So what shift were you working during 9-11?
1: I remember exactly, I was at K97 then. This was after Debbie and I left Womp when okay. the new company came in and bought us and Debbie and I went across the river and, you know, we started working there at K97 and I changed it to Mix 97 to make it a hot AC station because they were losing so bad they needed somebody to come in here and kick the, you know, shake the sheets.
0: Right. And, and uh, that's so a, I that, was, that's a fun thing as a program director, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Like, just to just... But, to just, you know, basically, like you said, grab the sheet and just whip it and yeah. fluff the I pillows I let a anybody
1: bit. go. I just walked in and says, you know, there's a new sheriff in town and we're going to do it this way. Right. This will be successful. If it's not, I'll be the first one to walk in and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I'm out of here. Yep. You know, I didn't, I didn't walk in there with no boss hat on or nothing. I walked in. I said, there's no I in team. We're going to make this happen. Dude, we beat Womp in the first book. Wow. Five shares. I mean, uh, they only wanted a couple of shares. I beat Womp five shares. Okay, because they brought this guy in and blah blah blah. So, so did you take uh,
0: over? Did you take over mornings too, as well as programming? And what were you doing? Uh, were, yeah. you, were you yeah. were you going against Womp? Were you? Yeah, oh, okay. I was
1: going against Womp. Womp had brought and uh, you know, when you lose a morning show that's been on for almost 10 years, like a Bob and Sherry type deal, and you've done mornings, you know that. Yeah. Debbie and I didn't, you know, and they wanted us to do this. Can you guys fill out what you're going to do for the next two weeks? I said, buddy, I don't know what I'm going to eat for the next two weeks, <laughs> let alone a, what I'm going to do on the radio. Right. You know? it, and and, and it's, I'm not saying like Howard Stern, and I'm, but Howard Stern walks in with no script, sits down, and starts bullshit, you right, know?
0: Right, right, right. And that is and one thing that, radio. that that also takes a lot of practice. It's not like you yeah. can just, but you've got to be confident in what you're doing, who you're working with to just right. open up the microphone and go, let's see what happens. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And that's what happened at WOMP. And then I hired a guy at WOMP to do nights when I left to go do mornings at WOMP because they got rid of the, uh, Alan left. Alan was let go. Okay. So I took over for, I went on to afternoon drive then because they fired, Uh, Mike Anthony first. He used to be there. And they fired him. I went to Afternoons for about a year. Then Alan got canned. And this would have been 96.
0: Okay. So So this is… the, and and I for those listening, I, the, I grew up listening to Womp and I grew up listening to, you know, Rocky 103. So like this right. is this is this is prime like Chachi finding himself kind of, you okay. know, this yeah. is like 95, right. 96. This is like middle school age for me. Right. So I'm listening to, you know, Womp on the way to uh, on the way to school. And to the
1: squirrel song and, uh, you know, all <laughs>
0: right. the, This is whenever Johnny O came into my orbit. You know what I mean? Like, this is when I started learning <laughs> and kn- knowing about you.
1: You should have turned the radio off and went far away and went out and camped in the woods or I something. I should have changed
0: my name to John Wilson and became an accountant. That's right.
1: There you go. You could have went down to 3R and worked down there. But uh, so I hired a guy fresh out of Pittsburgh from uh, B-94. He was an intern there. Didn't have a bit of radio skills at all. Nothing. He walked into WOMP. I saw the want in his eyes, man. And, I, you know, programmers can see that. When you see a jock and you see he's hungry, he will do anything and everything to do and be creative. Yeah. He was called Jason Schultz was his name. He oh, walked yeah. In, I'm Jason Schultz. And
0: I know I said, him. Jason yeah.
1: Schultz. I says, well, that's not going to be your radio name. And he says, well, so what am I going to be called on the air? I says, you're going to be called the new guy.
0: Yep. I, I love guy. this. I love that story. And I love that name so much. It's like, because I listened to the new guy, you know what I mean? Right. This is what I, Like Johnny O in the morning and then the new guy right. at night. And, and right. it was five years later and he's still the new guy. And you, you know yeah. what I mean? Like as a listener, you're like, when are they ever going to let this guy be yeah. a full employee?
1: He got laid so many times for being the new guy that they didn't even know his name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it was like, you know, he'd walk into the bar and he, Jason's a super nice guy, but he was, he was very creative. He created these songs like, you know, the Britney Spears song with uh, Summertime Girls. He did, uh, you yeah. know, the, uh, he, so did he did, all did these like parodies, yeah. And he was very, dude, he had the hunger. And I says, dude, you got it. And now he's teaching college, you know, he just thought, well, there's no money. I can't make any money in radio. I'm done. So, you know, a great talent like that. Super talented guy.
0: Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I started either working at Womp or whenever social media kind of took off a little bit is whenever I connected with, with Jason and and super nice guy, really great mentor. And that's what, and that, and that, that, that hunger, that, that drive to be a, to be a, you know, a creative jock. I feel like. I, I kind of had it. I was I was kind of uh um influenced by like DVE's morning show, but like I didn't realize how much of an influence you were on me even well, whenever I'm you. going through middle school because I I always loved doing that. I take goofy phone calls and cut them up. I do parody oh, songs, you, do skits, right. you, you know all that stuff. Yeah.
1: You can't do that now. You can't put anybody on the street or make them, you know, I had a woman sneeze on her McDonald's food three times. If she got a replace, she went and saw, you know, a concert. She's at the drive-thru window with cell phones. I had uh, refrigerating and slam your refrigerator. Stick your phone in the refrigerator and slam it as hard as you can. Uh, We had people running down the street in their underwear to see how far their phone would last for the Cordless Phone Olympics. You know, it was just crazy stuff. And I said, you know, we're going to do it. There was, you know, you didn't have to worry about lawsuits or somebody saying the coffee was too hot or I spilled it in my lap and burned my testes or whatever it may be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was fun radio. You didn't have to worry about getting sued. If somebody called, they talked to me. I was the guy in charge, so that's who they talked to, the one that did the prank. Yeah. You know, and I said, I'm sorry you feel that way. How about I send you a morning show crying towel? <laughs> you know, and they were happy yeah. to go lucky with that. Dude, we had so many women in minivans listening to that station. Womp had a 71 share in The morning drive that's why, and so we're up to 96, yeah, 96, 97, 98, 99. Guess what? Here comes a knock on the Debbie watching the studio one day. She goes, Uh, Larry Anderson from uh, K97 and Clear Channel wants to talk to you. I says, What for? I says, I'm not leaving. This is my baby,
0: right? And especially, you know? especially Watch the fact my that baby. there's there, <laughs> there were more yeah. people listening to you than probably. If, if you was, you could count on probably one hand people that weren't listening to you, right? It and, was crazy, dude. You couldn't walk down the street
1: without people. Hey, you're Johnny O from Womp FM, aren't you? And it, it was not even no, you know, social media or nothing. It no. was just word of mouth. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just people telling one person another. Person, oh, you got person.
0: You, you, you you wouldn't believe what they did this morning. You wouldn't believe yeah. you got to listen yeah. on the and, way into work tomorrow. Right?
1: And D K. Wright and T R F come over and did a story on us one time. I'll make this quick. She come over and she goes. What makes people want to listen to you? And I says, you know what, DK? We're going to do something tomorrow that we didn't do today." Yeah, and she said, "Okay." She and do goes, you
0: think? Do you think that that is just like the vanilla the the neutered radio that we have yeah, now? Well, that,
1: radio, and yeah, radio anymore. It's gone. That's why I said, if, if you went back to old school radio it would be a hit. I mean, if you put Womp FM back on the air and did what we did back then, people love nostalgia. They love old cars. They like cars that look old. You know what I mean? They like the reboot shows. Why do you think Will and Grace is back? Why do you think Frazier is coming back? You know, they rebooted all these shows 90210 because people, Want to live in the past in a memory? They remember what they were doing, where they were at, yeah. and then when that song's playing or who was on the air when they were doing that.
0: Do you you really think that if you were able to divide it up again, you could you could capture that magic in a bottle that was Womp?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Elvis Duran has it now because he's doing old school radio. He is. He does. He does sit around with the too many people because you you get. I think it with the Elvis Duran, so you get lost in the conversation. You're not included in the conversation, right? They're talking amongst each other instead of you're just you. kind of listening in. Yeah. you know, when you include your audience and you're talking to them, and you say, "You know, what do you think about this?" You know, come on, Debbie. You know, now I'm going to ask the audience, "What would you do if Debbie?" You know, because De- Debbie walked in one day and she had this little heart on.
0: <laughs> I, I love this. She had a little story.
1: heart on her lapel, and I said, "Debbie, you got your heart on today." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just fun radio. Nobody took as, "Oh my God, I need to call the manager and tell him what he just said," or or, you know? or fill
0: up your Facebook comments with a yeah. bunch of yeah. Uh, you
1: know, that's disgusting, and all this and that. We said stuff we never said. Oh uh, no, uh, you know, no, the, you the know what? Words a p word or nothing like that I on need the radio, you but to, we I, insinuated.
0: Right, I need you to tell the story of uh, when Cindy was the program director and you were doing mornings. Oh, oh and
1: okay. I know what you're going to go with, the uh, Kenny G, right?
0: Yes, the Kenny G okay. story.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's what happened. I left and went to K97. This would have been 90, 2001, and then we're getting back to that. So in 2001, I was going to Bob Robinson to do a broadcast. This was September 11, 2001, when you were asking earlier about that. Right. So, because I left right after that. So I'm going to Bob Robinson, dude, to do a live broadcast. Debbie's at the radio station there doing put the brakes on the air. Because, like I said, we used to just pick a mic up and do it live. We didn't worry about the guy yelling, you know, do it right you know coming behind and yelling stuff like that, like he did he do now. So uh, we went to Bob Robinson. I set everything up there. and It was a one-man show even then. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and we saw it, 8.30 came. That's what, you know, we saw the first plane hit. Wow, that's a tragic accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here comes the second one in. I called up the station. I called the engineer, Jack Reese, who was there. I says, dude, whatever you can do, I need to go live to ABC News or whatever. Our, new, our news affiliate was ABC. Right. I said, we need to go live to ABC. Big Something big's happening, dude. This is crazy. So he went down, plugged us in, got us in. I said, put all the stations on. I wasn't even the operations manager of all of them, but I said, call everybody and call Larry and tell him to put everything on because this is something big It's happened. So we didn't talk. We didn't play songs for a week. I'm, tell, I'm telling I
0: you, dude, just I'm telling you that that is, I, I commend you for realizing what was happening and taking action like that.
1: Yeah. To I just, said, you know what? It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Right. I still believe that in radio. It's the same way. I'd rather go into the boss's office and say, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Okay. I'm sorry. You know, rather Mm. than go in and say, Hey, can I do this? Can I fart on the air and let everybody hear it? You know, (laughs) well, no, we won't have that. You know, the farts already went out. It's just like when you leave radio and that makes me so mad that they never let you
0: say goodbye. So you never, oh yeah, absolutely, man. That is, and, and really that is kind of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is that I know that you're still doing it. You're still doing it. Cool. 105 and you're the operations manager over. It's now Biggie 100.5, right? Yes. Okay. Country station. The country station. and, it, but for some reason, jocks are never allowed to say goodbye. And right. I was, I wasn't allowed to say goodbye. But like, I can now go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I can pu- pour my heart out and tell everybody thanks for listening and everything like that. But right. before social media, jocks just disappeared. You never knew. Yeah,
1: we were, we were gone. You know what? And uh, you know, and my dad used to tell me when I was a kid. He used to say, "You're only as good as your last air shift.
0: Yeah that's and very I, true you know
1: i took them words to heart because he says you know uh, he says uh, you will be uh people will remember you but you will be forgotten quicker you know he mm-hmm. said they'll forget about you and they'll move on
0: oh yeah and so. that's and that's the that is the peril of being a so, being a jock is that you're right. you're so popular one moment and then the next you're in the unemployment line telling yeah. them that you have yeah. transferable yeah. skills and you know
1: what Like you just said, if you're on the beach, as we call it in radio, they won't even talk to you, man. Now, if you call them up and say, I'm working at uh, KDWB right now in Minneapolis, hey, hey, you got five minutes? Hey, hey, how's it going out there at KDWB, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, would you like to come down here in St. Louis and work? If you call St. Louis with not having a job, hey, I'm on the beach and I'm looking for a job. Uh, Well, just send your tape and resume and we'll get back to you. (laughs) It is. It's like, uh, you know, I I don't know why, but it's like they think yep, he's on the beach, so... So So I left K-97 in 2001, went back to WOMP. Now, this is where the bad, this is where it got bad. When I left WOMP, Cindy Taylor was under me. But I didn't have anybody under me. I had all team members. You know, I never walked around with a hat on or nothing like that. It said boss guy on it or nothing. I treated everybody equal. Cindy wanted power so bad it was pitiful. So they gave her. When I left, they were in shambles. They were because I walked out April Fool's Day. (laughs) <laughs> april of 2019 uh, or not 19 but 2000 and or uh, 19 was it 2000 2000 april 19 april 1st of 2000 okay okay and everyone, thought, and everyone
0: thought everyone thought it was a, an april fool's joke
1: yeah because you know what i said tomorrow morning you'll find us down the dial <laughs> okay
0: okay so,
1: and we were on k97 the next morning so and you're on uh, k97 so, so
0: what bra- what brought you back to Womp?
1: Well, I got a call from uh the uh, one of the big uh, guys from Key Market Radio. Hey, I think we got off on the wrong foot.
0: <laughs>
1: and I says, What do you mean? He says, Well, he says, You know, I think we were both a little hot headed when I come in. I says, Dude, you had the number one station in the market. You come in there, you knocked it down and I said, I walked across the street and beach in one book. Right. And I said, Oh, we were right, you know, and he says, I want you to meet with my general manager. He these. I'd love to have you back doing mornings. I said, what about Debbie? He said, we don't want Debbie. We got a new girl here named Anna. And I said, on what? On a couch, on a bed, <laughs> on a what? He said, her name is Anna. And I said, okay. He said, she's in her late, early 20s. And, you know, you're in your 40s. So you guys will go good together. So you're good and bad, good and evil. So I thought, okay. So I went over and I met with him, dude. I said, you know, and... What happened is when I went to Clear Channel across the street, I told them, I said, whatever I was making at Wamp, I want you to double it. And they said, no problem. It's doubled. So wow. they so when I called back to key, when Key Market called me, I wanted five grand more than I was making the double what I was making before. Of course. And, and they said, no problem. And I said, OK. And I said, here's another stipulation. I said, Cindy Taylor is in charge there now. I said, she was under me. I want no, I do not answer to her. I will answer to both of you up there, the general manager and the VP of programming. I said, I will answer to you guys, but I will not answer to her. So they hired me back. She about shit a brick when she saw me walking through the front door. (laughs) I
0: bet, I bet. So now now there's that riff between you so it's like oh this is going to be toxic something's going to happen yeah right.
1: yeah oh i knew it was dude i mean i knew it was i knew it was just it, it was it, it was that time ticking time bomb mm-hmm. so i'm in there one day and Anna and I i's on the air and we had great chemistry together young and old you know on yep. liked to party till two in the morning i'd have to call her and wake her up and say you're going to come to work today Anna?" yeah yeah wakey wakey you know and she'd get up out of bed and stroll in about 6 30 for the first newscast and be there you know and okay so One day we're talking on the air with Celebrity Birthdays, and Anna says, uh, whose birthday is it today? And I'm reading them down. I said, it's Kenny G's birthday today. And uh, she goes, Kenny G? She goes, yeah. I said, the guy that plays that instrument. She goes, what instrument does he play? And I said, he plays a skin flute. (laughs) Right on the air, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. And (laughs) here comes Cindy in about 8.30, and she stops at Kathy Moore's desk out front, and she goes to Anna's desk and asks Anna, so she asked somebody, and they finally told her what a skin flute was. <laughs> she come in to me, and oh, my God, she opened the door and busted in. And so I said, get out of my studio. And, <laughs> you know, it's like when we hired Delta Burke. You remember Delta Burke? It got hired up. Was you there after, Anna? Mm, the, I, I mean, I was, was there 2000,
0: like 2004, 2005, and then it okay, flipped the yeah, Jack, were... and then I went up to Froggy in like 2006. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. There was a girl named Delta Burke. She was in the studio one day with me and I kicked her out and she sat out front the rest of the shift out in the <laughs> lobby because she was pointing at me and saying, I want you to play this news entry. You know, I said, this is not a news station. This is just flavor that we put in. You're supposed to have funny news. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. Of Stuff course. about a guy getting his wiener stuck in his zipper or something <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, but of no, course. I don't want this guy, uh, you know, uh, the governor is going to be signing autographs today in Wellsburg, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she come in and hurt she looked like delta burke that's who she looked like i don't
0: plan my life like that dude you know so I mean, so what what keeps you going why why are you still why are you still in it well i i it, it you
1: know it's like a toy man you know if you if you play baseball, you love baseball. You keep playing baseball, and you know. And I don't see me doing anything else. I don't. I mean, I work on cars. I do this and I do that. I can, you do have you know, a, I
0: amazing have, Mustangs. The stuff that you've well, done with you. those I Mustangs are, are unbelievable.
1: Well, thank you. I have seventeen Mustangs. So. <sighs> <laughs> team cars and I have a big garage and I try to find time to do it. and that's what they'll you know, but I just adapt to what they, you know, whatever they want. I give them, I don't walk in there with a big head. I, if they tell me to do something, I do it. Yeah. I don't like it. I do it, but I, you know, and I do it to the best of my ability. I don't give them 60%. I give hundred percent. So it sounds good because I don't want to embarrass myself.
0: Johnny, you are an absolute legend, brother, and I, I oh, thank, thank you, you for everything that you taught me. I love your stories. I maybe we'll have to do this another episode. We can dive in a little deeper on on uh, uh, you know a, a, you know stuff that you did at Womp and right. all, the, all the crazy yeah, there stuff was- there because it, you you just have a, an incredible story from from stuff that I I learned in just in this episode of you growing up in California really really shines a new light on uh, on the person that you are and the attitude that you have about life. And well, the, the, thank
1: you, brother. I appreciate it. It was fantastic working with you, man. When you walked into that place, I, I said, this boy's got it, and you still have it, man.
0: Uh, i appreciate it dude and um if if uh if anybody's looking to can you can you stream cool 105 on on yeah uh, online yes,
1: it's, uh, yeah you can go yeah they finally did that they saved their pennies and nickels and dimes and <laughs> right finally coughed it up and then we have it it's forever radio the app's called forever radio or you can just go to uh any of the uh our websites it's all streaming on there
0: i, you can I highly wherever you go. highly recommend you uh start in the morning with Johnny O, I mean he the way that he's able to weave narratives through songs and uh, entertain you through. I mean this guy has liner cards taped to the wall across the room, and he'll just he'll look at it and he'll he'll <laughs> rattle it off, and he's and he moves on with his day. And um, I know that you went through some uh, some health issues. Are is everything okay now?
1: Yeah, I, I had cancer. I was diagnosed with uh, rectal cancer in January of last year. So far right now, I am uh, cancer free. Cancer oh, that's free. fantastic uh, to
0: hear. Uh,
1: the, and uh, chemo and radiation work. But you know what, Did I never missed a day's work. And they did a big story on me with TRF to come over and did a big story. And they said, yeah. you know, I was sitting there with a chemo bag on me and uh, radiation treatments and I was down. But every time you crack at Mike, you never let them see you sweat.
0: Right. And you always smile always smile yeah, they can see keep that on smiling smile.
1: man yeah that's right keep on smiling people wonder what you've been doing
0: and it, the to see to see what i to see what i saw you know on social media with the outpouring of love it, it, i just want you to know how important you are to people in well, the you, in brother. the upper ohio valley and and how important yeah, you mean. were to my life as well
1: well thank you i appreciate that i'm glad to be a part of it man I, i'm glad to to meet you and hang out with you, I'm glad for everybody that uh, you know has been a part of radio life, and I I hope it gets back to the norm, man. Because I mean, I'm just hanging on. I mean, I hope it does.
0: Uh, Johnny O, listen to him on the Forever Media Forever Radio Forever Radio Forever, Forever Radio, radio app. app on Cool 105 out of Five. well well it's Blair
1: Blair Blair B L A I R
0: Blair, Ohio,
1: and then you're in Weirton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. It's not and, Weirton. Weirton. No. Right. Weirton. And you stand up for still. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I love you. Thank you so much I love for doing you too, this. Chachi. And uh uh give that beautiful wife of yours a kiss. Thank you, brother. You take care and you too. Give those kids a kiss. Take care, my friend. Thank you, Johnny.